Hello, welcome again. Pastor Deborah here. Once again, we're in the Garden of Eden. Even while I'm sitting in my living room. That's right. We can be in two places at once. Your physical body may be somewhere else. Maybe even on another planet. Out in another galaxy. But the Garden of Eden is there with you. The Garden of Eden is the very place of the pleasure and delight of the Lord, the great I am, the king of the kingdom of heaven. And we want to welcome you to another special, wonderful teaching about the scepter. This is our wonderful series called Storytime in the Garden. We've been working through the one, yeah, him. Who had decided that being one with everything in him, all creation, was very lonely. So he breathed out of himself life. You. He didn't breathe you out the way you are. He breathed out the rules, the laws of life. He energized it with his own spirit of life itself. Mm-hmm. To rule and reign us in all of life. Mm -hmm. But you know as well as I do, that got all messed up. Some high archangel, a cherub, one that was a shining one. He got blinded in his thoughts and ideas and in his own purpose. Because of his beauty that was given to him by the one, the creator. And he became wicked and perverse. And you got him on your planet. He's within us. He made his image and likeness in our souls. And entrapped our spirits in ignorance and darkness. That's right. Big mess we're in. But this wonderful teaching from the story time in the garden series. We've been working through a very important part. Of his royal attire, the scepter. Yes, that staff, that pole. You might call it a wand. His arm. His emblem. You can see that if you will look at Queen Elizabeth II. And even the first coronation. In their right hand, they held a staff. Beautiful golden rod. It was embellished with, encased with, the royal authority and dominion. You'll read more about this as in the Bible. When kings would point their scepter to either let you come forward or to stop you. To speak blessings or curses. The scepter was a powerful piece. And we had been working through what empowered it. What was its authority and dominion? What encased it? What did it exude off of it? If you look at a witch's wand, you'll see power. Mm -hmm. An extension of the arm, the hand. All kinds of power would come out. Then, if you got to be a real good witch, you could just stand your hand out. Power would come out from it. 
Mm -hmm. So the arm actually becomes the scepter of blessings or curses embodied with authority and dominion. So we were working through what this scepter was in the kingdom of heaven by this king. Mm -hmm. And we were beginning another part. Part number six should finish it out. And then we'll begin another part of the series. And we were working through that agape love was the authority and dominion and power Mm -hmm. of the scepter. It is what entombed it, encased it, was thoroughly in it in power and authority, agape love. Mm -hmm. And so let's begin first with prayer and a big welcome to everybody. As you know, I do not use a green screen. So you might see my hand just disappear into this wonderful motion video by Pixabay. Or strange things happen around my hair. I may not be the clearest. I might be fuzzy. And when this gets made into a video, the words might be a little fuzzy. But I look at it on my big screen TV and it's not fuzzy. But maybe on your phone or your iPads or your tablets might be fuzzy. If it is, just close your eyes and listen. Because the words are important. This is agape love, the scepter of the king of the kingdom of heaven. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another teaching about you and your authority and power of your scepter. The royal arm of agape love. Thank you, Father, for teaching us things we may not have known. Because we were in ignorance about you and your kingdom. You and your robes and majesty. Thank you that through your Holy Spirit, our spiritual teacher, you will help us to receive and perceive and understand these words of spirit and life for our spirit. Thank you, Father, for always being here for us, helping us, guiding us and leading us into all truths. In the name of Christ Jesus, your son, your word that was made flesh, that was sent to us and went to a cross long ago. But the cross, Father, the place of sacrifice, the place of death and rebirth, the place of judgment, punishment, but the place of resurrection. Father, thank you. For your son, your word. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. We want to bring along a little teddy bear with us. Yeah, see, little teddy. He's got the word love, L-O-V-E. He's carrying a heart for you and a flower. Teddies are wonderful to be with. They're not real. They're just stuffed animals, but they're non-threatening to bring a message to you. I wanted you to say hello. To the teddy of the rose. Mm-hmm. The teddy of agape love. Hi, teddy. Thank you for being with us and while we learn and grow. And if you look next to you, you might see teddy with you in the realm of the spirit. So let's pick up in number six of the scepter. We had been working through what agape love is. And we have gotten to this point where agape love, the scepter, is the voice of the heavenly father 
himself. When he points his scepter, his rod, his staff towards you, he is speaking to you. God, beloved, is talking to you. Are you listening? The scepter is a powerful, powerful symbol, emblem of the authority and dominion of agape love that sits because of a cross on the high place of authority Mm -hmm. behind the emblem of the scepter is the almighty one. That's him back there. And this is his emblem, agape love extended out to you. Let's listen to a little bit more. Let's go to John 3, 16 through 18, out of the authorized King James Bible. Verse number 16. For God, the Heavenly Father, so loved the world, the world of that got lost to him. What was that? His government, his children, his whole world that he was creating. In the garden, got lost, taken from him into darkness and slavery. For God so loved that world that he spiritually gave his only spiritually begotten son, offspring, Christ, in the dirt body of Jesus. So that whosoever spiritually believes in him as the only son of the begotten God, the Lord, the great I am, Jehovah, should not spiritually perish. That means stay in an eternal spiritual place of death, separation from him. And eventually, Upon your earthly death, be in hell, separated, and then judged and go to the lake of fire. This father and son did not want that for anyone, not even you from that far away galaxy. They had a plan before even the worlds began. But instead... He desires for you to have an everlasting spiritual life in him through truth and knowledge of himself. God, the Most High, the Heavenly Father, in and through the Holy Spirit. Verse number 17. For God spiritually sent not his spiritual son, his offspring, his own word into this dark spiritual world on your planet, on earth, to spiritually condemn it. Why? For you were already spiritually condemned. All, everyone, in every galaxy. But instead, he spiritually desired that the world of your spirit, the spiritual realm around you, would spiritually know him and might be spiritually saved. 
from hell and the lake of fire, total and eternal separation from him. Verse 18. He that spiritually believes on him, Christ Jesus, as the son of the living God, the offspring, is not spiritually condemned. But he that spiritually believes not in this truth is spiritually condemned already. Darkness and ignorance has blinded you, condemned you. And that was the work of Satan, who had been Lucifer, was to bring you out of the very presence, knowledge, truth and light of who God was, what the kingdom of heaven was, what the scepter was, what agape love is, and accept lies and bewitchment, other things, religion, culture, tradition, as the truth. Believing is important. You can hear but not believe. You can hear and still not believe it's true. You might only believe part of it, that this Christ Jesus was a teacher, a man, a prophet, that he went to a cross, that he was not the son of God, and that he did not rise again. You might believe his followers stole his body, and he wasn't who he said he was. You might believe some, but not all the truth. But the scepter is emboldened, empowered with this royal truth, this knowledge, this light. Let's go to John eight twelve, out of the authorized King James Bible. Verse 12. I am the spiritual light, the truth, the knowledge of the world. When that scepter is pointed at you, this is the voice of God himself speaking through his scepter. And he that spiritually follows me, Christ who went to the cross, shall not spiritually walk, live in, act, believe in spiritual darkness, ignorance anymore. But shall have the spiritual light, the truth of life, the knowledge of the Most High God and his heavenly kingdom and the scepter with its power and authority through agape love and you will know of the Holy Spirit. Can you believe how much ignorance we all have Mm-hmm. Some of us still see this Jesus as a baby. Some have him still hanging on a cross. Never, ever gotten off. Never resurrected. Some only see his father as angry and you have to talk to the mother of Jesus because she's sweet. Some go through saints who used to be human beings. Some go through other spirits. 
Mm-hmm. We're all trying. And most of us have been deceived and we're ignorant and we live in darkness. John 8, 31. It's going to help us a little bit more also. Verse 31. If you spiritually continue in my spiritual word of the cross, God be loved the scepter, then you are my spiritual disciples, students, followers, believers indeed. And you shall spiritually know the spiritual truth, have experience with it personally. And the spiritual truth that you know shall make you spiritually free of the spiritual slavery, bondage to sin, and death, separation from the heavenly Father. Sin separates you. He cannot be close to you. Instead of receiving the scepter of agape love, the scepter of punishment is there. But not any longer. Once the cross was lifted up, the judgment was done. The young man rose out of the tomb. It was all done. Be encouraged. The scepter's pointing at you. The cross that's in the scepter. The freedom from sin and death is in the scepter. It comes through the power, the source, the authority and dominion of agape love, the heart of the Father. That is him back there, shining on the cross for all to see. John 1, 1 through 14 from the authorized King James Bible. Verse 1. In the spiritual beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. What a wonderful relationship. Two that were one. Verse 2. The same was in the spiritual beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were spiritually made by him, the word. And spiritually without him, the word was not anything made that was made. Verse 4. In him, the word was life. The knowledge of God, the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of heaven. And the life and light, the truth and knowledge of humanity, of all creation. Verse 5. And the light, the truth, the knowledge about you and him and all creation shines out through the scepter, shines out through the word, through its authority and power. In the spiritual darkness, ignorance, that's what this light is doing. It's shining out. And the spiritual darkness, the ignorance, spiritually couldn't understand or comprehend it. The light 
could not be understood. The truth. I see that all the time, even with my husband. We were just discussing today at lunch about the word, a word, and how some people perceive it as if they call you this word, jackass, it might mean very derogatory, damning type of character you have. But if you look at the jackass or a donkey, it has a purpose. It might be stubborn. It might kick, but it's strong. It's an animal that it was created. If you just say its name, that doesn't mean it's a, a horrible creature. But people attribute creatures and their names to people. And he just couldn't understand that maybe there was a different meaning. And only your concept and ideas on using it was perverted. It was an interesting conversation. You can't even talk with darkness and ignorance. They get loud, angry, because you're challenging their beliefs. So in darkness and understanding and your precepts and concepts, when light comes or truth comes to challenge you, you rise up in anger and you fight back. You can't understand the light, the truth. The spiritual knowledge that may be coming to you. No understanding. Verse 6. There was a man who was sent from God whose name was John. Verse 7. The same came for a spiritual witness. To spiritually bear spiritual witness of the spiritual light and truth and knowledge of God. In Christ Jesus, the scepter is a witness of God. It speaks the voice of God. In it is power, authority, light, and knowledge. It's a spiritual witness of the Gopi love itself in the Father. So that all, every creature on every planet, in every galaxy, could see him through the scepter and might spiritually believe in him and on him through the acts of the scepter. Verse 8. It was not that spiritual light, this witness, John. The scepter's not the light. It's a carrier of it. It's an emblem of it. It's a representative of the authority and power of the king. It's a royal symbol. But was spiritually sent to spiritually bear spiritual witness that this spiritual light and truth was coming and it was near. Verse 9. That Christ was the true spiritual light, knowledge, word of God. The council, which spiritually lights and shines unto every creature that spiritually comes into the world. It's the light in the darkness. Verse 10. He was spiritually in the world, this light, 
this son, this offspring, this Christ, with the people and the world and the and that were spiritually made by him but had become perverted. Great movie to watch is called Gabriel. Just watched it again. Had to write it all down. It is about how there were a realm where souls were in darkness. And they had not making a choice. Darkness and ignorance was everywhere. So some archangels, one by one, was sent into it to help guide them into the light, into the truth of God, the Heavenly Father. One by one, they succumbed because they got a dirt body and they had to learn to hide from some male who was really Satan. So they wouldn't be found out. They hid their spiritual beings, their powers deep within their dirt because, and they succumbed themselves to fear, to lust, to desires that they had never known as angels. But in the end, this one, Gabriel, started healing his friends, draining his power. Then he decided to take out one by one Samael's followers, some of the high powerful demons. Mm -hmm. And he did. Then he got to this one archangel named Michael, who in the Bible is a powerful warring. He didn't turn. And none of this is true biblical stuff from the Bible, but it does talk about darkness and the power of it. And it shows how people are lost in the darkness and they know no truth and they need people to help guide them so that the light could come back. And in the end, when this Gabriel killed Michael and he was dying, he he fell off in and stretched out on a cross like you see here. And sacrificed himself and sought the forgiveness of God that what he had done would bring the light back. And this one angel who had lost her wings, who had become a prostitute, looked out her window and saw the light just like this shining through the clouds that through love of others, through healing and deliverance, Through battling evil, even your friends, and sacrificing yourself for others could bring back the light. And that's sort of a story of a young man going to the cross to sacrifice his life for you. Verse 11. He spiritually came, this voice, this light, into his own people, his own creations, that had been lost to him. And they didn't know him. And they didn't receive him. As they should have. In that movie Gabriel. You'll see that. I'm coming into your world to help you. But you don't know who I am. I hide my true nature. Deep inside. So Satan cannot find me. Because once you get on Satan's radar. And you start moving in power or your prayers start. He's coming. I just had that happen. I had four ladies from a government. I think they're called the squad. They came and told me and threatened me with demonic wolves to stop praying for their party. Mm -hmm. 
because the prayers had been affecting people. And they came by the high priest and priestess's orders to threaten me. And they brought some help, demonic wolves. But I prayed for them right there. And the presence of God, the scepter of peace was extended to them. And my hand went forward and said, peace be unto you. And they fell out under the presence of God. And the demonic wolves, they gone. And guess what happened? Many of their people got, got trouble. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what is going on in the darkness when you start really praying and believing. But you have to extend that scepter. I just made a little video for children. How to extend peace and goodwill to all men. You love no matter what. You start within yourself. And you extend the scepter of agape love. Peace towards all men. But as many as spiritually received him. This Christ Jesus who believed in him. He gave spiritual power to become the spiritual sons, the offsprings of God himself, just like he was. Even to them that just believed on his name. You don't even have to meet him. I heard about him. I believe. That's all it took. Mm -hmm. Don't even have to believe it much. Verse 13. Which were spiritually born. These are these new offsprings of God. Who you will become. If you believe. If you accept the blessings. And hear the voice of a God beloved through the scepter. You will not be born of blood. Nor of the will of a man. But of God. And the spiritual word was made flesh. That means it lived in a dirt body. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it dwelt and lived among us. And we spiritually beheld his spiritual glory in many ways. Healings, deliverance, feeding the multitudes, teachings. The glory as of the only begotten birthed of the heavenly father. Because he was full of grace, peace, and love, and truth. That the Heavenly Father brought forth, he sent when he pointed his scepter towards all creation. Peace be unto you on earth. Peace towards all men. He had come. The scepter had been pointed. And sent forth its authority and dominion of agape love. To bring agape love to you wherever you are. He came into the darkness. Because he knows you don't know any light and truth. He himself came. And went behind the spiritual enemy's lines. Darkness and ignorance and bewitchment and hate and evil. Jealousy are the enemy's scepters of his power. And he came into that world to reach you. He is a 
spiritual, special operations, special forces, stealth warrior with a ministry of light. He has come. He has extended his scepter, pointed it, sent out his cross, sent out his love to go spiritually into the kingdom of darkness where you are and confront Satan and his demons, his lies, his bewitchment, his spells to set you free of ignorance, slavery, and bewitchment to fulfill his words of Isaiah 61 and 62 to bring his agape love to broken and fearful spiritual hearts and souls so you can spiritually partake of the spiritual fruit shining out, beaming out, sent out through the scepter the spiritual fruit of agape love, where spiritual hope is given, where God's holy presence abides, his garden of Eden, where God's heart and mind is spiritually made known to you, where spiritual light, truth shines out just like this, freely for all to receive, It's golden, glorious rays. The scepter is extended. The power of agape love is going forth to you. Where a faithful, holy teacher is given, the spiritual governor of the kingdom of heaven, where mercy is new every morning, agape love, the spiritual scepter, of God himself is always pointing towards you, never ending. But yet spiritual prophecies, they'll spiritually pass away. As for spiritual tongues in different languages, they will spiritually cease. And as for spiritual knowledge that you may have and believe in, It will spiritually pass away. For knowledge is spiritually imperfect. And your spiritual prophecies are imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. This writer, his name was the Apostle Paul, said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we spiritually see, we look into a mirror dimly. Can't really see it. We forget what's in there. But then, one day, When the perfect comes and all has passed away, we will be able to spiritually look face to face, no longer just in a mirror and see a reflection, but the true agape love 
We won't see the cross. We'll have gone through it. The scepter will always be shining in our light. Now, Paul says, I spiritually know in part. But when the spiritually perfect comes, spiritual light, agape love, truth, I shall spiritually understand fully. Even as I have been fully spiritually understood. That means God knew you're in darkness, little one, in ignorance. Your world that you live in is horrible. And it teaches darkness, lies, and deceptions. And he knows that. But one day, you will come out of that and into light and truth. The scepter is always shining, pointing your way. And its love is coming. To help you see and believe, hear and understand and accept. So faith and hope and agape love abide in the kingdom of heaven. These three are important and vital. But the greatest of these is agape love. Every emblem of the one. The cross, every light of truth represents agape love, the true authority and power of the scepter. So I hope that helps you to understand what a scepter is. Let's close out this teaching. So we'll start another one in story time in the garden, a new emblem. That we will talk about. Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you. For these words of truth and light. About you. Your scepter. Your kingdom. The royal majesty. And authority. The scepter has. That it's pointing towards us in peace. Shining out its lights and rays. Of knowledge and freedom. To all. In all galaxies. Father help us to receive it. Accept it and believe in it, that it is you, for you are agape love yourself. Father, help us to be born again, these new creatures that you birth out of belief in you. Through the cross, through the resurrection, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Help us, Father. Create us new so that we may be in your kingdom. And reach out with your scepter to others. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. If you prayed that and wanted that, it's done. And he will even give you a blessing called Hebrews 4.12. A spiritual circumcision. Your spirit will be brought up out of your soul. Out of its darkness of the captivity to the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. And you will start being fed and nourished spiritually. Then you'll go back into your soul. And you'll start releasing that new knowledge and truth to your soul. You'll be a baby for a while. And you'll have to grow strong. So you can eventually rule over your kingdom. A spirit, soul, and physical body. In all realms. That's right. 
takes a while, but you keep going and learning, coming to the garden, studying, desiring to grow and be mature in him. And one day you'll get your own wand, so to speak, your own emblem, the scepter. And you will carry that where you go as king, representing him and the kingdom of heaven on any planet, any place out into the darkness. You will take agape love with you. And it will beam out and shine out from your words and your deeds for others to see him in you. You be encouraged. I'll see you in the next series of Storytime in the Garden. Bye.